0: Sin is not a trivial matter to God. It costs the life of His only begotten Son on Calvary's cross. And if sin is not a trivial matter to God, it should not be a trivial matter to us.
1: It really is something that we need to take quite seriously. God does, and that is what we are learning here in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, as the Apostle Paul lays out disciplinary processes especially within the church, and how God has designed and set it all up. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely, in a journey through 1 Corinthians. We invite you to spend a few minutes with us here today as we continue our look at 1 Corinthians 5 and God's discipline. Here's Pastor Leighton and today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse.
0: As Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 18, the local church is responsible for discipline, and when the local church takes action in the name of the Lord Jesus, they are operating in the authority of the Lord Jesus. Some might say, well, pastor, explain that. Well, let me try. A man in a police uniform can stand on the corner, watch a car run a stop sign or a red light, and shout out, stop! in the name of the law. Now, in reality, that police officer standing on the corner cannot chase down a car and lacks the physical force to hold the car. But the person who's driving the car had better stop because that man in uniform is operating under the authority of the law. And that authority will enforce what the man in uniform commands so long as the man in uniform is operating according to instructions. And as long as the church is operating according to instructions, the authority or power of our Lord Jesus will enforce what the church commands. The word deliver there indicates a judicial act of sentencing or handing over for punishment. The sentence was to hand over this believer to Satan. Give him to Satan to make sport of. What would that be like? Folks, have you heard how they treat police officers when police officers are put in prison? Other prisoners make sport of making life miserable for a police officer who is in prison. Can you imagine the devil and his cohorts making sport of a believer who has been given over to him to make sport of. It is not pleasant that he be given over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, not necessarily, not the spirit, because Satan has no power over the spirit of believer. Uh, When Satan attacked Job, he was only allowed to deal in the physical realm. And the purpose of this discipline was so that the person might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus, the day of judgment. Now, not all suffering is the result of sin, such as in the case of Job, or the man born blind, Jesus referenced in John chapter 9. However, Suffering and death can be the result of sin, as Paul made clear in First Corinthians chapter 11. It reads in First Corinthians chapter 11:29, "For if you eat the bread or drink the, uh, the cup, without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself, and that is why many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. Some sickness and some death is the result of God's judgment, such as in the case of Ananias and Sapphira. The story is told in Acts chapter 5. Continuing, verse 6, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. Now, sometimes church discipline can be severe, but the consequences of not disciplining is even worse, because sin spreads like a cancer, and unless the cancer is cut out, it will eventually infect the whole body. Paul tells him, your boasting is not good. Look where your arrogance and, and boasting have brought you because of your love of human wisdom and human recognition and the things of this world. You're completely blinded to this blatant sin that's going to destroy your church if you don't remove it. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Now, leaven throughout Scripture is a, is a reference to influence. And most of the time, it's a reference to evil influence. But not always. And it says the whole lump of dough here is a reference to the local church. And what it's saying is if given the opportunity, sin will permeate the whole church just as leaven permeates the whole loaf. That's why we must clean out the old leaven. Verse 7 for Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Now, the Passover was between Jesus and disciples. On the night he was betrayed, the Passover was a feast that celebrated God taking his chosen people out of the land of slavery and death, the land of Egypt. And on the night of the first Passover, God's chosen people were instructed to take a lamb, to slay the lamb, to sprinkle the blood on the doorposts of their home. And when the angel of death came, depicting God's judgment, he would pass over those who were under the blood of the Passover lamb. Jesus is our Passover lamb. And when God's judgment comes, he will pass over those who were under the blood of the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ. Now, when God's chosen people were led out of Egypt, the land of slavery and death, God instructed them to leave behind all leaven. Leaven is a reference to influences. He's saying, leave behind all of the influences of the life previous. And when God leads us out of slavery to sin and death, he wants us to leave behind all of the influences of the previous life. And when temptations come, and they will Paul says to remember the cost that has been paid by Christ for our sin. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. So you see, sin is not a trivial matter to God. It costs the life of his only begotten son on Calvary's cross. And if sin is not a trivial matter to God, it should not be a trivial matter to us. So when temptation comes, and temptation is not sin, giving in to temptation is sin, when temptation comes, we should remind ourselves of the price that Jesus paid for our sin so that we don't sin, we choose not to sin. Paul then concludes, verse 8, Therefore, let us therefore celebrate the festival not with the old leaven, leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So we're to leave behind our sinful ways. The old leaven, malice there speaks of an evil nature. Evil is the act that depicts that disposition, and we are to celebrate with sincerity, which is an attitude of genuine honesty and integrity. It's being who being being honest and integrous, and from that truth results. So in this context, these two words are synonyms for purity. We should celebrate in purity. So, what does this passage teach us? Well, it teaches us, for one thing, that as believers we are accountable to each other. And each of us should should choose a small group of believers that we can trust and choose to make ourselves accountable to them. I've had some come up to me, some of the men say that went away to the promise keepers, and they say, Pastor, this church should mandate that every man be in an accountability group. And while I agree that it would be good for every man to be in an accountability group, it won't work. Because we as people have to choose to make ourselves accountable. We have to choose to interact with sincerity and truth. I have actually had men come up to me and tell me that they joined an accountability group to use the accountability group as a cover story while they continued in their sin. And if their wife had a question, they'd say, Hey, honey, I'm in an accountability group. Back off. We have to choose to make ourselves accountable. We have to choose to make ourselves accountable accountable in sincerity and truth. People can choose to hide their sin, and they might be successful for a period of time, whether that be weeks or months or years, but there are no secrets in the spiritual realm. God can choose to reveal their secret sin at any time and by any means. And in any event, any believer who continues in sin is already under the discipline of God because there are no secrets in the spiritual realm. So I'd like to send you home with some homework, if you choose to accept it. Two questions. Question number one. Is there sin in your life that you have not repented from? Second question. Have you found a small group of trusted believers that you can choose to make yourself accountable to. It may take some time to find people that you can trust, but it's a good investment of time.
1: It is indeed. Thank you for joining us today. The investment you have placed into us, we trust and pray, yields a good dividend, spiritually speaking. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. And as always, we invite you to join us. If you are not attending a church, please consider Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno as a place to visit. Directions, information, service times, all can be found on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And then come back tomorrow as we'll close out the week once again in 1 Corinthians here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely.